Welcome to Season 2 of the Founders Speak stage, which made its debut to a packed audience in Japan in May 2023. Exceptional startup founders took the iconic yellow circle in the heart of Tokyo City and shared untold stories that have shaped who they are. We're deeply grateful to SMBC for their support and being our venue sponsor. My name is Naveen Suri and I'm your host. My name is Sagari White and I'm your co-host. Our speaker today is Satoko Utsuki. She's the CEO and co-founder of Spider Labs, which provides an AI-driven fraud detection tool. In her talk titled, Opinions are Cheap, Judgment is Priceless, Satoko says that Japan has not seen a major global success startup in the last 20 years. She touches upon a very critical aspect which may be unique to Japan. Let's listen to Satoko. Have you ever been told that you can do something or that your dream are impossible? I have. When I was 18, I decided to go get a Bachelor of Physics when entering university. I didn't have a particular reason. It was just better at physics than other subjects. After passing the examination, I called my grandmother and I reported that how tough the exam was and how I was exciting to go to the university. But her first word to me was not exactly what I expected. She said, okay, what's the point a girl studying physics? Okay, keep in mind, she is very, very, very old and uh, you're still typically Japanese. I was very disappointed, but I didn't let her words stop to me to stop me. I pursued a physics major and went on to get my master's as well. Thinking back, I learned programming, statistics, probability, calculation, and logical thinking out there. So it is very valuable for current my business. Okay, so in 2011, um, after completing my master thesis, I started. I decided to start my startup. And again, my parents were strongly against the idea. They had always wanted me to be a civil servant because they think this job or this career is very stable. Since there was a very big economic crisis around 2008, they wanted us to take such a kind of stable career. And also in Japan, Many women will get a marriage uh, from around the age of 28 to 29 or try to get married before 30. And my parents are afraid I may miss the marriage season. And even if I get, uh, could get married or even if I could success the business, probably I will lose the opportunity to have a kid. <laughs> That's why. And um, despite their objections, I took a risk and started my own company with a 5 million Japanese yen bank loan. And um, the first five years was just failures, failures, seriously. I was very disappointed. But um, by trying and trying, finally, we found our service Spidev, which has a market customers and uh, product. 
Now the product is successfully growing. In addition, like he mentioned, I got my, I met my husband and the company, and we have three beautiful kids now. Okay, but my journey didn't stop there. This might be unique to the Japanese market, but many Japanese investors require us not to go out from Japan. I mean, uh, they prefer their startups to stay in Japanese market, focus in the Japanese market. I know, this is strange, right? I wish there's no Japanese <laughs> investor here today. <laughs> But this is, a, this is because there have been no success examples of Japanese startups expanding their business overseas in the past 20 years. And fortunately or unfortunately, Japan is a relatively large market, so investors usually prefer to startups to focus the Japanese market and go to public to Tokyo market, then expand to global out overseas just after they have gained capital incentive. <laughs> okay, I wish really want to want Japanese investors here today. And um, so again, I couldn't agree with that. Um, waiting for the IPO is too late for the market. It would be a lead ocean if I wait for it. On top of that, our global competitors will expand their business in Japan whether I wait for IPO or not. So I started expanding our business overseas two years ago, and now I have strong confidence to generate same growth in, the, uh, in multiple markets as in Japan. Okay, thinking back half of my life, people always say not to me, and I always did like what I said or what I want, and made it happen. Uh, when I learned from my past experience is uh, when people said not to me, doesn't mean I am wrong. This that means this is different. We are different with um, other people. Of course, because we are completely different people, different background, experience, so we cannot be 100% same. Especially, even the Japanese prime minister need to have 30% of the vote. So if everyone around me said yes to me every time, I must be the prime minister right now, right? So once people say no to me, and I cannot accept it or adjust my thought or the person's idea, I should go to different place. Uh, we have 8 billion people in the world, so I'm pretty sure I will find people or places who say yes to me. Okay, and once you find the right person or places, you I will focus to make it happen. As long as I make a result, everybody will accept it. In my opinion, this method is very effective in um, for many situations. For example, um, as a business grows, we started to hire more members. They have trouble with each other or uh, complain about the company, unfortunately. But however, we cannot take care about these issues every time, but unfortunately, we cannot ignore it. 
because from my experience, every time what will bring negative impact on business is people, not money. Okay, I have many, many issues with money, but not money. It, every time it's people. So fortunately, but I am not a feminist, so I don't need to take care about everybody else. So I will keep talking about my soul, and if the person can think like me or adjust their soul like me, then we can work together. If we are too different, then we should let our difference take us to different uh, journeys. That way, that person can find somewhere where they can be happy and less stressful each other. So it should be a win-win situation. Another example, by this method, I have stopped caring about the details who I, when I delegate tasks to somebody else. After having kids, I have three, <laughs> yes. I have to come back to home by 5 p.m. every day and cook dinner. <laughs> also help with homework, bath them, and let them to sleep every day, every day. So I don't have a choice. I must delegate many tasks, to, most of the tasks to everybody else. Otherwise, my business will be put on based on hold due to the waiting for me or my decision. And um, initially, I felt very stressful, yes, stressful to delegate a decision or this, this task, but because uh, I care how people is doing or why they did this, chose this kind of decision, but now I don't. Now I know we are different, and also they learned same topics, same learning. So opinion uh, cheap, judgment is prices. By sharing my thought and goal, they decide things them by themselves, take decision, and make a valuable result. Through the result, our business speed has gotten faster, and our revenue has been higher. Okay, today we have many, many type of people here, probably founders, investors, consultant, or even student, or person who is shooting photos. Thank you. So, and everybody, we have something passion or something sold, but, and probably many people will say no to you, or maybe everybody will say no to you, but this doesn't mean we should give up about what mission or vision or thought. This means we should move to somebody somewhere else and try it again. And again, in the end, as long as we create results, everybody will accept us. So, ganbarimashou. Thank you. If you'd like to watch this talk, please visit the Founders Peak page on elevandi.io.